0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. You sound like OJ. That's right. This the Yours truly. Hello, podcast world, yours truly. Uh, but seriously, we do appreciate you tuning in. Go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, also, we've got a closed Facebook group that you can be a part of. It's uh, the Big Honker Podcast group, I think is all that it is.
1: The closed group, Big Honker Podcast group. But
0: yes. there are two questions to get into this thing. Answer the two questions, and you will automatically get in. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, um, And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, those sons of bitches hadn't approved my request, it's probably because you have not answered both questions. We don't
1: look at any of the requests.
0: So, peace and love, peace and love. If you want to get in the group, answer both questions. All right. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dive Bomb Industries. Hunt over skinnies. It is the only way to go. In 2020 and beyond 2020 and beyond Skinnies It's easy to pack up It's easy to store away I know hunting season's over For most of, if not all of the country I think a couple people are still going at them But You're going to have to have a place to store all these decoys And Dive Bomb makes it easy, easy, easy You get the bags, five dozen in each bag You store them away for the year You pick them back up in September When you start thinking about waterfowl hunting again
1: And ready to roll
0: I get this question a lot. Should I get the ones with the flocked heads? Yes, you should. It adds contrast to your spread. Contrast adds visibility. And visibility is the name of the game. So, divebombindustries.com, and you can get all of your decoys done right there at divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, the best shot shells. All American made.
1: Only takes one.
0: It only takes one. It's bismuth, it hits like a freight train. It, is, uh, it hits with bad intentions. And if you're shooting it and your buddy's not, you can definitely tell a big difference.
1: Guys are using 410s, 28 gauges again because they're shooting boss.
0: It's uh, it's like shooting lead but only legal. BossShotShells.com. They've got a killer uh, social media program right now. You go to Boss Shot Shells, <clears throat> and I can't get that up. Boss Shot Shells on Instagram. It's an old-school type of feel, which I really like. Uh, it's a way of life, definitely. But Bismuth is back in style. Go to BossShotShells.com. Get everything that you're going to need. They also have a kick-ass turkey loadout. Turkey season's getting ready to fire up, so you're going to need some of that boss Tom in your arsenal. Smack them right in the face with it. It's ugly. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. Pacific Calls. And... These are one of our great sponsors that has a promo code for us. You can save 25% by using the promo code BHP25 at checkout. Go to pacificcustomcalls.com. They've got a screamer of a lesser call they got. Spec calls, they've got every kind of call that you can imagine. Use the promo code BHP25, you save yourself 25% off of these badass calls from Pacific Calls. I think they were busy at the hunting show. I saw on Instagram they had they had quite quite the line. Quite the line at their booth, so uh, they're one of the up-and-coming call companies out there. Real fun to be a part of them. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com. Use the promo code. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're going to shoot ducks in the field, you got to have spinners.
1: And you're going to need blinds.
0: And you're going to need blinds. Best blind out on the market right now, the 2x4. Uh, they've done a lot, a lot of great customizations. They've got pockets in the doors, a bunch of the frames beefed up. It's bigger, fits for full-grown men. Uh, that's the Lucky Duck 2x4. Predator hunting's going on right now. They got a predator call out. Fuel
1: trawl season's coming. Dog boxes. They got
0: everything. They're they're kind of a one-stop
1: shop over at Lucky Got a hell duck. of a dog box. Yeah.
0: Yep. Built sturdy. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they're a one-stop shop. They got spinners. They got turkey decoys out that I saw. So I'm going to have to talk to Miss Haley Fox and get me a turkey decoy sent down here. They look good. But, yeah, you're going to need spinners. You're going to need blinds you're going to need everything. You need to go to luckyduck.com and get everything that you're going to need for not just this season, but everything that you're going to need for the off season. luckyduck.com. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. Mr. Logan Pyatt of Langdon, Missouri, and the Looking Glass Duck Club sponsor this podcast. You can't get into the you can't get into the duck club I know you wish you could, but you can get some sweet-ass merchandise from the Looking Glass Duck Club. It's a gentleman. He's perched up. He's got a duck in his sights, and it's a rifle. So uh, it's a good-looking hoodie. He's also got a jacket out now. I don't think that's been released to the public yet, but it's a good-looking jacket. Got some coolers on the way. Do you have one of these jackets yet? I've got one of these jackets. I've got the cooler, and I've also got the other little goodie you that just he's got. Listen. Did you get some steaks from Logan? Listen, I'm a man about town. I did. I you're supposed steaks. to give me some of those. Well, you can have your share. Uh, Logan is a man about town. He's a man about fashion, and uh, the Looking Glass Duck Club takes all these things very seriously. So you can message Logan if you're wanting one of these badass hoodies or anything else that he's got available right now at sky underscore jack underscore Outfitters on Instagram, and you can uh, you can get this hoodie, jacket, or uh, cooler. Looks really nice. All right, and one of my favorite sponsors, William and Chris Wine. Valentine's Day here. Red panty night's almost here. Ladies and gentlemen, William and Chris Wine can help you talk her into some bad decisions or some bad actions. I don't know which one. You're talking about my daughter-in-law now. Well, I'm not talking about your daughter. I'm talking about somebody else's future daughter-in-law. I'm not talking about either one of them. I'm talking about (laughs) our great listeners talking their old lady into some bad decisions. Skeleton Key, the best red wine out there. Texas made in high Texas. I love it. It's what I'm going to be drinking on Valentine's night. She might talk me into some bad decisions. I don't know. Got to go to an upstanding supermarket for William and Chris wines. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting
1: Outfitters. Take it away, Jeff. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Knox City, Texas. Over 25 years in the business. If you want to put someone on a turkey, you want to shoot a deer, a hog, dove, quail, duck, pheasant, it doesn't matter. We can do it all. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters at stanfieldhunting.com. Or you can call us at 940-658-3172. And yes, I do answer my own phone. So always holler us at stanfieldhunting.com. Proud sponsors of the Big Honker Podcast, live from the Big Honker Lodge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got the folks on from Max again. They're coming
0: off of their big uh, snow goose championship weekend. It sounds like everything went really well. They're here to talk about uh, how everything went, how many birds were killed, and uh, just give us a rundown on how everything went. And some plans for uh, year three of this thing. So anyway, here they are, Adam Fontenot and Lauren Baxter. All right, Jeff, you ready? Yep.
1: Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield.
0: I'm Andy Shaver. And uh, as promised, we've got the folks from MAX over again. We got Adam Fontenot and Lauren Baxter from MAX. They uh, ran the Snow Goose. Now, that's a mouthful. So what exactly is the title? It's Snow Goose Conservation Champ- World Championship. How? What it's is that? A-
2: it's a World Championship Snow Goose Conservation Hood.
0: That's it. It's a mouthful, and I mix it up every time. So, how are y'all doing today?
3: We're good. I think we finally recovered. Um, you know, it was it was a long week for us.
0: I bet. I bet. You know, it's not uh, people that have never ran a tournament, and I'm not one. I have not ever ran a tournament, but there's a lot of stuff leading up to it. It's not just. Yes. Uh, People come in and hunt for two days and then leave. You got a lot of prep work to do, right? So
2: who, not was, to mention, it was the last weekend or the last week of duck season as well.
0: Oh, how did that affect you guys? When did
1: y'all's duck season end?
2: It ended the duck Friday, duck be- right before this this uh, conservation hunt started.
1: Oh, I didn't know y'all. See, so y'all get to go to the end of January, and so the last sa- Sunday. Correct. To the biologist in Texas. It's what we need to do here, too. <laughs> so, it was very
2: weird ending on a Friday, let me tell you that. See, I
1: bet. Next year it ends on a Sunday because I think the 31st is on a Sunday. So we'll get a whole extra week of duck and goose hunting here. So who was the world champion?
3: It was the wild goose chase with the
1: team. And where are they out of? So uh, a
3: couple of them. I think there were about three of them from Kansas, and then the rest of them were from around Arkansas. So, kind of like um, the win area. Um, some I think are from around like Dumas. Um, I think that's actually where they were hunting
2: was around the Dumas area.
0: Now, how far is that from where y'all are?
2: Oh, it's about an hour and a half south of us.
0: Now, w- we can get back to them in just a second. What time was the? Uh, what time did everything close? What time did you have to have your birds back for the check-in?
3: So you had to, your judge had to call in their count, at the team's count, at 3 p.m. on Saturday, and they had to call in at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and then they had to have their birds here to us by 5 p.m. on Saturday and by 3 p.m. on Sunday. So we tried to give them a little bit of extra time, you know, to drive down if they were hunting a ways away.
1: See, I was in, I was at Tunica on Friday night, and then I drove through Stuttgart on Saturday.
0: Didn't even stop and say hello. And you, you didn't leave stop. that? That's no, what I told I him. I
1: drove through. I wasn't going to bother you guys. People were busy. I am not going to go bother nobody. But I drove through. I've never been that time of year in that area, and I wanted to see the big spreads, and I looked at some big goose spreads and stuff. And what what hit me was it was a bluebird, not very windy day the day I was there, Saturday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Next- no wind, it really hurt a lot
1: of folks. And y'all had some guys out there counting birds and stuff. I wasn't gonna go bother no one. I just driving by I've never seen that time a year and I wanted to see it and I saw some big spreads and I'm gonna tell you right now, I wouldn't trade dry West Texas for that wet, sloppy shit for nothing. God <laughs> almighty
0: He sent me some pictures of his of his drive and I was like, Oh my goodness,
1: I couldn't imagine. It just wet, wet, wet. And have y'all y'all have had a bunch of rain again in the last week, haven't you?
2: Yes. yes, we
0: have,
1: man. Did y'all Warren get,
2: took a boat to to work the other day.
0: <laughs> did y'all get any of that snow uh, a week or so ago? No.
3: no, Just rain?
2: Yeah,
0: just rain. We got
3: 10 Unfortunately. inches.
0: Unfortunately. We got 10 inches of snow out here, and let me tell you, West Texas shuts down on about 6 inches of snow, and we got, a you know, 10, so we're just now getting out of that hole.
1: So... So the guys, you had forty nine teams. Is that correct? Yes. How many of the teams shot birds? So
3: honestly, I think we only had. I know it was less than five that ended up with the zeros.
0: For two days. Yes. Oof. What uh, do you do? You know what? Were they hunting like just purely traffic fields, or did they feel like they had a a good good spot, or did you get to talk to them at all? Could just um, be operator. The,
3: the guys who the guy are you talking about the guys who ended up with zeros. Yep. Yeah they they didn't show up.
0: <laughs> uh.
3: Yeah, and um, that's kind of something though, that we are trying to put together, and um, you know just to reach back out to everybody and kind of get their thoughts on everything. And um, we always like to improve, and so you know it's important to us the people who are involved. And um, you know what. What they thought about things, so and um, that might be something we we can throw in there just to see for next year.
1: I haven't read anything negative about this year's at a hunt at all. Nothing. That's
3: good to hear. That's
2: really good to
1: hear. <laughs> I mean, have y'all had some negative Because I haven't had. I heard anything.
3: No, and um, I mean, pretty much everything has been completely positive. And um,
1: the
2: judges having judged yeah. the site change everything.
1: I think so. I think it took the guy. That's sitting in the back of the room. That's throwing his opinion around all the time. I think he thinks, you know, I think it leveled him out. That hey, they're up on this. Everything's on the up and up. Because mm-hmm. if somebody would right. have rolled in with three hundred and fifty birds and there wasn't no judges, they'd say I'm some bitches cheated or did this or that. With with the judge, that was a good. That was a very good move on y'all's part. Yeah,
3: and uh, and the logistics of it, like. We really, you know, we really tried hard to make sure we stayed on top of the judges and the team captains to make sure that everybody was good to go and paired up. And I mean, I think my phone rang every probably thirty seconds for two <laughs> days straight. Do it's not, it's not a, it's not a call. It was definitely a text message or something coming through because you know we they had to be in the field by you know 3 a.m so people were up mm-hmm. 1 30, 2 o'clock and the messages would start,
2: start rolling,
0: rolling in. in what what would they say what would these messages consist of just hey we're rolling or what what would they consist of
2: Well, man it it was some so it was a lot of the judges the yeah. it was kind of a, a message board if you will for mm-hmm. judges and it was like man, guys, it's early, or hey, check out my <laughs> breakfast, or yeah. hey, guys, it's on. Look at these guys. I just set up this big spread. I'm glad
0: I'm not seeing them, that kind of
2: stuff. <laughs> so the really had a good time. Yeah. So
0: basically, you had – we've got that same thing. You had like a group message. We've got that same thing, and I tell you, on date, when, when we have days off, because we're – all the guides and Jeff and everybody out here is on the same text message – and it starts yeah. at, it starts at four o'clock. Same type crap. Hey, look at this or look at the dump that I just took or mm-hmm. you know, we're kinda degenerates out here, so <laughs> Yeah. Uh.
3: And it and it kinda opens up, you know, if any if any judge had a question or a concern, you know, they could share it there. And sometimes before we could even respond, you had other jo- other judges saying, Well, yes, you can do this and this and this or no and like they kinda would all kind of come to an agreement on something. Um based
0: off of, you know, what the rules were. So, so, so did any judges um, have to tell a team that uh, they were hunting a rooster or anything like that? Or, or did any judge no. have to tell them you got to go somewhere else?
3: Not to our knowledge.
1: Thank God. I don't know, you know how. Every, everything I saw had water on it. Everything. Every field I saw had water. As long as they weren't roosting there. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying everything had water on it because I was thinking, shit, everything's water. So that
0: that's good because I would not want to be that guy that has to tell that team that's been, you know, a guy that all scouted out and got their game plan together. Sorry, boys, but you got to go somewhere else.
2: And, you know, Thursday night before the contest started, we had a dinner. I invited all the team captains and all the judges. It was It was a mandatory dinner and we opened the floor up for questions we went over our rules and we left the floor open and everybody went over their questions and everybody left happy
0: yeah that's a good move too how did the teams decide their team captain and did the team captain get anything special or just he had to, he was the one that was going to answer to all the ash
3: yeah, he was—he was the one that had to deal with, um, you know, making sure that the judge was taken care of, and basically all the communication between um, me and then the Adam and the judge.
1: So, did the judge just sit and watch the hunt? For- yes. Mm. That's a long yeah, day.
3: I think some of them sat in um, vehicles um, that you know they people didn't want them in their spread with them, um, but then others I think were
0: you know, with them in the blind or whatever. So so was that a – did they, they, they flat out told them, hey, we don't want you in our blinds, go sit in the truck? Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Yeah. They just had to be able to be within sight.
1: I would, I would be a car judge.
0: Yeah, I'm not sitting out there with <laughs> them. I think I would be too.
1: Because I, I sat and watched a couple of guys hunt two different groups, and I sat and watched for a while, and I thought, ah, I could be a judge. <laughs> That's what I'm judging right now. I'm judging they don't have enough decoys out. Uh, they're not hid very well. I was doing a lot of judging while I was watching them.
0: <laughs> I wonder why they wouldn't. I mean, maybe they just want to be able to be themselves and and kind of have a, some away time. I don't know. You guys well, would be that
1: way.
2: I, I wouldn't want to be a judge for the simple fact that you know, if I didn't want to be responsible for birds flaring or Right, you know, first dip player, they all would immediately look at me as the judge. Like, it's got to be you. You're not hitting well.
0: Right. No, that that's true too. Yeah, if things go sideways, it's always the outsider's fault. Yeah, I'd be a card judge. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't even give it an option. I'd be like, I'll 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 check you guys on the road up here.
1: I, <laughs> I, I did see on one of the different things I was reading about a guy was hoping that y'all would next year have a amateur division and a pro division. Where it would take, the, where the guides, he said, you know, it's us guys that hunt on our own. We shouldn't have to compete against the guys that hunt every day out there.
3: Hmm. I've I heard that a few times as well. We we have an ongoing list of things, um, you know, just recommendations, things that um, we would like to do to kind of change up next year, um, you know, just to kind of tweak it, make things better than they already are.
0: But this amateur thing—how would you go about vetting? I mean, because you could have nine amateurs and one guy that does it all the time, and
1: that guy said it should be just teams of guys that are do-it-yourselfers.
0: Yeah, but I don't know how you would vet that.
1: It's simple. Do you work? Do you got hunts for a living? No, 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 no. Yes. Okay. Well, we can't hunt there then. It's going to be all guys that aren't. For... I don't have a dog in the fight. No, I think no. you're doing a great thing. I just I did read that and I thought it was kind of interesting that.
0: No, I think it's interesting too. I just don't know how you'd go about it, like current guides, because I mean,
1: anybody that wasn't guiding the guy. Just I don't know. I didn't get that much into it. I just read what he said and I thought that was interesting, though. But
3: yeah, but and and too that could be something. You know, we could also for the winning team, we could throw that into the polygraph, mm-hmm. um, you know, for just just as a precaution at the end.
0: What uh what are some of these things that you're looking at adding for for next year?
3: Um one of the big things I think that we've talked about is um for the judges doing um more for them because mm-hmm. it's a very long weekend um, it's a lot of just sitting uh, not doing much, you know, having to stay awake and watch the team. And um, so we really want to try to do as much as we can for them because we Definitely appreciated all their help this year, um, and we couldn't have done it without them. It wouldn't have gone as smoothly as it did without them, um, and we really want to make sure that they do know that next year.
0: Yeah. What else? Um, do you have anything like as far as the actual tournament runs, anything new?
2: Yeah, well, kind of with the judges, change it up when they need to be there. You know, instead of getting there at 3 a.m., just get there a little later. Right. You know, closer to time for shooting hours and go and just go and searching the spread and searching decoys and, and the blinds and everything then instead of, you know, three or four hours earlier.
1: What what about heaviest goose or something like that?
0: Oh, that's a thought. I mean it would just be a, a, a you know a secondary, you
1: know, just an extra extra something for whoever. Yeah, just kinda of keep how many banded birds did y'all have in the tournament?
2: You know, somebody called back and said, hey, I, one of our birds is banded. We forgot to get the band off. Anyway, we can you know, come up there and get it. And at that point, every, all the birds were bagged up and put into a trailer, and it was bags upon bags upon bags. And there was no no way to find it without starting digging through all these bags.
1: Someone already had that band. <laughs> How well,
2: do none you, of us even saw it. That's crazy. F- thing.
1: How do you fucking not take the band off? <laughs> that's the first thing. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm around too many guys. There's no way that bands from ten guys. Someone's not putting that band in their pocket.
2: And, and that's kind of what I felt about it. By the time we got to us and on the table, you know, there's five or six guys. We're out there counting, sorting. How did none of us see it? So I don't All think right. it was on the bat on the bird itself. Whenever we got it.
1: Someone done snagged it in the group,
0: and I mean, you're out there all day. Like you know, you're telling me in the eight hours that you're out there, you didn't have time to take the band off and figure out who's going to get it. I don't well, know. that
2: might be a secondary deal because they had, they had the prize money on their minds. I'm sure.
0: Ah, what? Well, um, so we're not
2: prize money, but prizes. I should say.
0: Yeah. So what? Uh, what was the winning total? It was
3: a 151 for both days.
0: 151. And then- both days the
3: second place team lost by five birds so they were at 146 for both days
0: who shot the most in one day do you know that the,
3: it was and um, the team who won wild goose chase they shot 126 the first day
1: wow wow and the second day only shot 25 but they were nervous as hell the second day
3: <laughs> yeah and um the uh, the team that got second place they shot um 119 the first day
0: oh wow so they were yeah. neck and neck after yeah. one. Were yeah. they the Were they the closest? Uh, what was third place team? What did they come in at?
3: They came in at one twenty three.
0: Okay, so there's a little bit of little bit of gap between two and three.
1: You know the yeah. f- the first team w- w- was thinking the second day they're fucked. Yeah. Thought man, well, there's no way we're gonna win this thing.
0: Had a two bird two bird lead going. Six
1: bird lead, and they ended up with a six bird lead.
0: Oh, uh, I thought
1: it was one twenty one and one nineteen. I'm sorry. Was it 121 and 116 or 121 and 119? After the first day.
0: What was that again?
1: What were the first day totals for them?
3: Like total out of all birds? After the first day.
1: After the first day, the two lead teams. The first day, the two lead teams, it was
3: 126 and 119.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Between
3: first and second.
1: Yeah, you know dang well that 126 when they shot 25 that second day, they're thinking, oh, we're done here. Yeah. Did they know each other?
3: So it was actually kind of funny. So half of the guys on the first place team and half of the guys on the second place team, they were actually all on a team together last year.
1: Really? They
2: came in second that place.
3: They came in second.
1: Oh wow. Did the did the guy who won last year, he was on the podcast, I can't remember his name did Louis. he? Louis. Did he was he in there again?
3: Yeah, he did it again. Um and they I don't think that, I don't think they had as, as good of a run this year.
0: Well, those snow goose gods—they'll catch up with you eventually. Yep. So you're—I uh, mean, it's all nothing but positive. So we're we're looking at year three now. We're we're yes. al- already in the plannings for year three. So yes. I want to talk what all what all leading up to this, what all has to get done, the behind the scenes crap that that not, that you people don't get credit for. What all do you have to do? At at the you store? You
3: mean it like? In the entire year or, like, in a few weeks ahead of time? The
0: few weeks ahead of time.
3: So, um, basically it's, it consists of just all of, making sure all the teams have all of their registration information in and, you know, you're looking at 10 people on a team, each person has to send in, you know, a waiver that's signed and all that and, um, they have to have their hunting license number from each person, and um, we have to have all their names. And anyway, um, it, there's a lot of it, a lot of information that we have to have on the front end. So, um, trying one person trying to get that from ten people can can kind of be a little rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um
2: and they were sending it by fax. It's sent by email. It's sent by you know the team captain walking it in. Mm-hmm. And that's the easy ones. Those yeah. are the easy ones when they come in. But when it's emailed, so you've got three guys emailing, you know, <laughs> their forms in, and then two weeks later, you know, the rest of them emailing theirs in, and keeping it all separated, and getting it all together, all unified, all one packet together. I mean, it, it's it's a chore.
0: Good Lord, um, couldn't imagine keeping it all straight.
3: Yeah, and then um, and then of course you know trying to find judges this year. Oh my That that was definitely difficult, um, I would say, and then also the logistics of just trying to pair the judge up with the teams um, because, you know, you don't always know where you're going to be hunting until the night before um, and making sure that the teams had enough time to scout and things like that. so some of them we weren't getting locations until probably five or after on Friday night. Friday night, yeah. Um, so we we were here a little late, you know, trying to make sure that everybody's trying to go to bed and they're like, hey, who am I gonna, you know, what team am I going with, and trying to make sure that the judge isn't having to drive two hours away from where they live. Um, so I, I would say, you know, there's there's a lot that people don't see. <laughs>
2: I mean,
0: we had to get judges from all up and down, you know, Arkansas. Yeah. What? Uh, oh my goodness! So, so all the judges were they? They were, they were at Max the night before. They were at your store. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, and and they're all so. You got team captains that are sending you what? Just pins of where they're going to be hunting the next day. Yeah,
3: just like a gen- general area. So. We could make sure, you know, we we had some judges, like there was one in Conway, there was one in um, Little Rock, and um, then we had, like, we had to find people for up around um, Rector all the way down to Dumas, um, Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Blaville, Blaville Marianne, Mariana, um, Helena, Marianna, Helena um, just kind of all over the place, so trying to make sure that we had people... You know, at least within an hour of those locations, and
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, it, it was it was definitely a challenge. Um, but I think you know we did it the best that we could, um, and yeah, that I mean, I, I would say it it ended up very well. We had very minor um, issues with that um, with people, you know, switching up where they're going to be hunting for Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and I I feel like it went very smoothly.
0: So how does that work? Do they do they send you a general location of where they're going to hunt for both days, or do you, or is it a day at a time?
2: Well, on their yes. on the registration, they send in where they're going to the, the area they're going to hunt: Hollygrove, Stuttgart, uh Jonesboro, Dumas, whatever. And then when it gets you know Thursday and Friday, they they know pretty much where they want to go. So it it may change at that point. Well, it, a lot of them did change at that point. Right, but their count may be in Stuttgart, but they're actually hunting. You know, forty-five minutes from here. What,
1: right. What happened if, in the middle of the night, they changed their mind on wanting to hunt? Then what do they do? Like what well,
2: else? so actually so Friday night, the judge and the team are already paired up. So everybody is in bed pretty much at five or six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. From what we can tell, everybody's wanting to go to bed around that same time, judges mm-hmm. and teams. So they they've all kind of. You know, the judges have talked to the team captain. The team captain talked to the judges, and they
1: already they have a game plan for it to meet in the morning.
0: And and then if they decide that they don't want to go, they just tell the judge.
1: That's what that's what I'm getting at. It like ten o'clock at night. I know how the hunting business is. Sometimes things change or whatever, and you said you can go somewhere else.
0: Oh, go somewhere else, if, not if, just sleep in.
1: No, 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 no. If the guy if the guy's hunting at ten o'clock at night. Say you know what we're going to go hunt Maxine's place over there. Oh, can well they te- can they text the judge and change it, or do they lock to having to go to that spot? I, I no, yeah. I mean,
2: they did. They, they contact the judges.
1: Okay,
3: they that's- yeah they just had to be in contact with their judge. And um, if for some reason like a judge was not okay with it, like for instance, we had a team on um for our, for Saturday they hunted around the Humnok area, and then on for Sunday morning they decided it was probably around seven forty five that night they decided they wanted to switch it up and go up around Wiener. Well, that's like probably an hour and a half, two hours difference, something like that. Um, So the judge was going to have to drive about an hour and a half. And so we kind of worked it out where um, we ended up sending a guy who works here at MAC as as their judge to uh, Wiener with them. Um, So we just had to do... In some instances, had to do some minor, you know, moving around, um, just because of the fact that, you know, some some judges weren't comfortable driving that far, or they just weren't weren't interested in doing it. So, um, we, you know, made it work the best that we could.
0: Now, did you have extra judges, or, or did you know like? This is this is how many teams that we're going to have. So this is how many judges we need to have. We
2: Probably had what two extra judges, maybe? Yeah,
3: we had a few extra people around here and uh, who work here at Max just in case we had any issues.
0: Right. Well, that that's smart. So everything went good. I'm glad of that. Now I want to talk. Did how did uh, how did y'all's duck season end? Good, bad, indifferent. Well, All of
2: the above.
0: Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because last time we talked to you, it was kind of hit or miss.
2: Yeah, and it, it was still kind of hit and miss, but at the same time, it's, you know, we had so much water, water's everywhere, so I spread the ducks out. But a lot of the same counts, they, you know, they kill them all year round.
0: Now, uh, Lauren, did you get out and shoot any more ducks before the season closed, or were you too busy?
3: I got to go one more time before season
0: goes. Now, you shot a, what was it, a green wing teal or a blue wing teal last time we talked? Green wing. It was a green wing. Sorry to put you on the spot again,
1: Lauren. So- no, you're
3: good. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> so, did you shoot something else or was that it?
3: A mallard.
1: Oh, you shot a mallard. I
0: did.
3: Oh,
1: congratulations. So-
0: Thank you. Now, now, is this going on the wall? Your first green head? Or was it a Susie? Um- or was it a hen?
3: No, I didn't end up keeping
0: it. <laughs> I should have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> terrible, isn't it? I don't know who you're going with, but that you need you need some better better schooling or something. <laughs> 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 um, what, uh, h- how did, uh, how was the bird population for snow geese this year around y'all? I know 150, 151 won it. Was this a big year for snow geese in y'all's area? Were, were the... Lacking?
2: It was a lot better than last year. Really? And a lot better.
1: Y'all still got a lot of birds?
2: No, nah, I would think so. I hadn't seen a lot.
0: Now, you said it was a lot better than last year just because more teams shot more birds or just because you, you saw more opportunity around?
2: Both. There were a lot of birds around. I mean, just around here in general. and uh, But there were more, more birds killed during the contest as well.
0: What was the total amount of birds killed for all the teams?
3: So it was on, on day one, it was... Sorry, I'm looking at my paper here. you um, On day one, the total was 1,172. And um, day two was 727. So that would make up for 1,899. Nice. Is what, what they killed in both days. And then last year, the total for both days was, it was around 1,200.
0: Jeez. So that's quite a jump.
3: Yeah.
0: That's good. Now, this, everything. There were a
3: lot of zeros last year.
0: (coughs) And not so many this year?
3: Yeah, not so many. I think, like, I just looked back a while ago, and the total amount of zeros for both days was four for this year. And last year, we probably had at least 18.
0: Now does the second place team get anything or just a hearty handshake?
1: Good old handshake. Thanks for participating. <laughs> the hearty handshake. Five birds. <laughs> Oof
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, but it's uh so all these birds went to they go to a processor now, or they're out of processor and then now now they sticks are being made. Actually went to John
2: 316 here in Arkansas. Arkansas hunters feeding the hungry took them there to get processed.
0: How long will it take to process this many birds and make them into sticks?
2: I don't know. I I got some pictures from Arkansas hunters feeding the hungry, and there was several guys, several guys at the table. They were steadily plucking feathers, and then, but they'll turn around and take those birds, and they will have a big, um, oh, a big feast. Like they call it a beast feast. I think they're on Central Con uh, Central Arkansas in Conway. And it'll be some evangelism going on. It, it's a pretty big deal
1: there. Do Do they take birds year round? Yeah,
2: Arkansas hunters, and the hungry, will take you know meat, deer meat, well, whatever they'll take. Well, I'm talking. About, will they
1: take unclean geese year round, or do they have to be clean first?
2: No, I think they'll clean them year round.
1: They'll They'll clean them themselves. They'll, you can take them just un, just a bird. I, mean, I would think that. It, would, but we're saying yes. <laughs> I, I would think that that would be really. There's a lot. Of, I know a lot of guys hunting Canada would go jump all over that. Yeah, but what are you gonna, you're going to bring every bird that. I'm talking about. I, a group of guys shoot 50 geese, snow geese. They don't want to eat them or clean them. If they have somewhere to take them, I think that would be really yeah in big demand. Yeah, that'd be good. That's what I'm asking. And, and that's
3: that's something we've kind of talked about with them. Is um, like next year, we've talked about them leaving their uh, refrigerated trailer here. And um, so people would have the option to drop off
1: if they wanted to yeah. I, there's a lot of guys out there we we deal with this all the time here even guys well, what, what do I have to do with my birds well they're your birds you shot them that you you belong oh wow uh, you know there's guys out there that don't want their birds and then there's guys that want every bird in the group yeah. but for the guys that don't want their birds I think that's a really neat deal now i'm I'm assuming they just breast them out
2: i uh, you know I'm not really sure of the process that's my assumption but I don't know
0: surely that'd be the quickest way that's what i'd do that's what i would do (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if you know we got to a deal here uh when we first started business we plucked we offered plucking of the bird and that's a lot of work but we were gonna
1: what were you gonna do with the feathers jeff i was gonna sell them i had a they have a broker that comes it's a down broker and I had like $20,000 worth of freaking feathers, and we had a... Collected a, them a, year after year. Had about three years worth. And big How'd cheese. that work out for you? Well, it worked out <laughs> real good until we had a thunderstorm in April, and it ripped the roof off of the place we did it, and it rained all over them. And then I had three <laughs> trailer loads of soggy-ass wet feathers that we had to get rid of.
0: Oh, no. So, uh, you, you might need to tell these guys that, hey, there's a market in in, uh, in the goose down if they want... Make a little bit of profit on their deal.
1: I'm assuming that you still can do that. I don't know if you could or not, but I had a guy. I don't think. I don't think you can do that. They don't buy it no more. This I don't was, know
2: if. If I understand it right, it's part of a migratory bird, and it's so any part of migratory bird, it, you can't resell. But I'd say you couldn't do that.
1: What? Might be this might, was might in, be a good thing this this that it rained the, on us. This then. was the mid '90s, so. And I'm sure the yeah, law was means. the same, and, and
2: that's why I was asking. How did that work out for
1: you? Well, I never did. I never collected a dime off of them. So, Mister Fed, if you're listening,
2: <laughs> you know, I
1: didn't ever make a dime off the damn things. But that was what I was. The plan was. But well, there's nothing. That's a long process freaking uh cleaning or or plucking a bird
0: we had one of those things that had the big uh fingers on it the big finger the rubber fingers on it and you just put that bird down there we had a big bag that it would go up to and we had big plans for those for that down and then uh ill-fated west texas thunderstorm came and
1: kept me from going to prison it sounds like you from going to
0: jail Jeff. so (laughs) things work out things work out all, all the time jeff in the end no doubt so next is, uh, so we got turkey season next. Do either one of you get out there and turkey hunt in those woods?
2: Not so much.
0: No? Uh,
3: yeah, not, not me either.
0: Just not the passion, or you just don't have time this time of year?
2: It's a little a little boat. We start working on our fall catalog coming up in probably about a month and a half, two months. If not wrapping up, the turkey catalog.
0: And that's going to be all online this year, you said?
2: The turkey catalog will be, yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Do, do y'all go to SHOT Show?
2: Uh, they're actually uh, leaving for show to, to, today or tomorrow, I think, today. For do you yeah, have for NBS? I don't think we go to SHOT Show anymore.
1: And you don't have to do that then?
3: Yeah, they, they we had a couple of guys who actually did go this year, and... and Winchester actually did their Legend Award. Oh yeah, um, was received by Marion, um, one of the owners here at Max.
0: And what what is that? Just a just a lifetime lifetime achievement award, basically.
2: Yeah, something like yeah. that. There's not there's not many Legend Awards handed out by Winchester.
1: Huh. Well, Very prestigious. And so, and, and so they went for that. But y'all don't usually send some guys out is an excuse to go to Vegas for a couple of days to go party. Not, and stuff. not
2: as much as we used to.
1: So
0: how do you, um, how does a company get to you to be featured in your magazine? Do you, do you like if a company has a new product out, do they get directly in touch with you or do you have to go to them?
2: Well, it's, it's, I don't know. There's several stages that it, that it occurs. Either it's seen at a show or it's uh, a company rep comes in and says, "Hey, I have this um, this product here. You've got to check it out." Or company owner or another company rep comes in and says, "Hey, you know, we really like this. What do you think about it? We want to buy some space in your catalog."
0: Right. That's why I was wondering if y'all went to Shot Show because that's basically all Shot Show is, isn't it? Just guys walking around and looking at at new stuff for the year.
2: Right. Yeah. There's shot shows, there's MBS, there's there's several different shows.
0: Yeah. And how long do so you'll start in the next you said six weeks for the for the fall catalog? Month and a half? Yes, sir. So it takes you right at four or five months to, to get this whole thing ready. Right. Mm. Do you just hate this time of year? You can be honest, nobody's listening. <laughs>
2: No man, you know, I, I really like it. It keeps me really busy.
0: Uh, Makes your days go by fast. Yeah, but like fretting over all the minor details—that I, I don't know. I
2: don't fret over the minor details until about beginning of June.
0: And that's 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 when you get serious about crank about tightening the nuts and the bolts and making that's sure all in it.
2: That's when everybody starts proofing. It's due by mid June to the printer. So first of June it starts. You know. Everybody, is, it gets fanned out to everybody—not everybody in the building, but several people in the building—and it's proofread, and that's when changes start getting made, and things start getting shuffled, products start getting killed or added, and it's that's when it gets hairy.
0: Mm. A lot of sleepless nights, I'm
1: assuming.
2: Not too bad, man. After 15, 16 years, it's it's just part of the day.
1: You take it. You take what it gives you. That's all you can do.
2: That's right, because I, I tell you, once I leave here, that time of year it's baseball season. So, um, I, you know, that's what I start thinking about is baseball with my kids.
0: What? Uh, you, I'm assuming you're just a Razorbacks fan.
2: I'm a Razorback fan. I'm a Saints fan. I'm a sports fan.
0: What? A, what baseball team? Do you have a professional team that you root for?
2: I the feel Bears. like I'm getting uh, set up here.
0: No,
1: <laughs> trust me. We're not going to hose you on any t- any baseball team you like. We ain't going to hose you at all.
2: No, I like the Cardinals. I like uh, okay. I like the. I hate to say, it, but I like the Astros. I like the Red
0: Sox. So you like? Oh, okay. So here, let's get into this. What uh, you like the Astros? What are they going to do with the 2017
1: uh, Cheating Gate? I don't think there's anything they can do.
2: No, I'm with you. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's. Anything they can do at this
1: point, there's just going to be an asterisk on those guys forever. And I, you know what, I'm not a big baseball guy. I think baseball with your kids. I loved coaching little league and all the turmoil and drama that goes. There's nothing There's nothing in the world has more drama than little league baseball. Amen. And I, I, three boys, coached baseball, went through all that shit, and I loved baseball then. When my kids got in high school and played baseball. I loved it because they were playing and participating, but I lost most interest, and I do not care about watching pro baseball hardly at all. But Jose Altuve I like because he's undersized, and he had a big stick, and I hate all this shit for him because I really think he was cheating, but I think he's still a hell of a baseball player.
2: That's what I like about baseball. You don't have to be the biggest, tallest, strongest guy out there to
1: have a chance. No, not at all. It's an it's a individual sport on a team sport. Exactly More than any other sport there It is I mean you can You can bat 380 And your team can lose Every freaking game And you're still a 380 I mean you're still a 380 batter But Man so you, so you coach Little league right now? Uh, yeah my boys are uh,
2: 12 and uh, 12 and 9 About so 12 and 10 I
1: should say So you're dealing with Some, some batshit crazy mamas then
2: <laughs> mm, No 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 They're all awesome
1: Yeah, there's nothing worse than a little league mom when it comes to her son. She is an expert on baseball at this time. And see, you're laughing because you're thinking of the women that your mom is on a couple of your kids. And, oh, it's great. I loved it. And it's funny, too. The first child, the first son, it's the most important thing in the world. By the third son, things are not as important as they used to be. A lot of hand-me-downs come his way, huh? <laughs> it, it, you just don't you, – you you appreciate more that he's just playing and he's happy than it is about winning all the time. And it's just a whole different mindset. It was for us. I didn't – my life wasn't consumed if we lost a, a little league baseball game like it was when Andy played. When Payne played, it wasn't as big a deal. But, man, them moms, they get into that shit. Whew. And dads, too.
0: Does your son do the traveling baseball? Oh yeah, lo- they both do. Oh, oh shit, Boy. that's a long yeah. so, makes for
1: a long summer.
0: What's the furthest oh, yeah. that you'll go? What's that? What's the furthest that you'll go?
2: Oh, and both these coaches are the head coaches are pretty uh, pretty reasonable. It's about an hour, hour and a half away from here.
0: That's not too bad, then. We used to go They're to not, tur- go the to head tournaments. Coaches
2: aren't just all you know head over heels. We gotta we gotta travel all over the state. We gotta travel to other states. It's more localized, you know, in central Arkansas.
1: So you're not traveling all over. See, like we'd go to Oklahoma City, Dallas, from Knox City as long. Way. We played one year. Zach, our, our our middle son, we played league ball in Wichita Falls, which is a hundred miles away. We played two three nights a week there, just regular on a, a city league there. And looking back now, if I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, we lost our damn mind.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I was
1: thinking. <laughs> but, but every parent, you know, and, and the funny thing, it's not funny, it's just the way it is. The reality is is these parents put all this money and all their stuff into these kids. They chase them all over the United States playing kid baseball. And then the kid that turns out to be the pro baseball player is the poor kid living in the, the in the slums that just have – it's just a raw athlete that never did all that but just played a little, little town ball somewhere. And that's a kid that makes it. And, and, and I,
2: you know, me and the guy here in town, me and a couple of other guys, we started an organization to help out the city league that we have here in Stuttgart. And, you know, we, we help raise money. We turn around and we, we'll help buy scoreboards or we'll go out there and paint lines or put up, you know, help run power to all that, the uh, dugouts on the fields. That's even though my kids aren't even playing in yeah. city league right now. That's really I, I'm good. Still, I'm still way behind. I'm still very behind the city City Parks and Rec.
0: Let me tell you my experience with this Traveling League Baseball. We went to uh, – where were we last year? We were in Fort Worth. Yeah. We were in Fort Worth. We were in Dallas. Wherever. We're at the hotel, <laughs> and it's starting to get nice enough where you can go to the pool. So we're at the pool. Uh, we've got my son. He was fourth at the time and his cousin. She's She would have been fourth at the time. And the Traveling Baseball team was at this same hotel. And let me tell you, those parents got so drunk that night, and the coach was drinking with them. I'm thinking, my goodness, that's all traveling. That was, you know, my limited experience with it. I'm like, that's all traveling baseball is—an excuse for the parents to get away and you know get drunk by the pool with the coach.
1: The hotel, the, the the hotel was full of kids eating pizza, and mom and dads in the bar and in the pool. Yep. And the
0: parents That'll were ra- they were rowdier than the kids at the pool. They were they got it up and started doing cannonballs and stuff. We quickly, we quickly uh, made our exit. So we're getting old. That's that's what I've got to look forward to. All right, so let's get back to uh, the tournament. So year three is coming up. Do we know the dates for the third year yet? Is it going to be around the same time as this year, or are we going to switch it up? It'll
3: it'll be around the same time. Um, there are a few things that we're kind of looking into. Um, with the youth hunt in Arkansas. Um, so as soon
2: as we kind of, um, as soon as I guess those dates get yeah. announced, will probably run July, I think, right? Yeah,
3: somewhere um, there. We'll, we'll know for sure.
0: What with the youth hunt? You mean the youth season that y'all have for for ducks? Yes,
2: yes, yes. Youth, youth duck hunting.
0: And then it'll be what the week after that. Is that what you? I getting think at?
3: it'll just kind of depend on when it is
0: okay, yes, so about mid July we should know the dates for the third snow goose championship,
2: something like that, yes, sir,
0: well, good. it sounds like everything went really well um you guys can take a little bit of a break now, i guess uh what what uh what's next we got the we got the turkey catalog coming out soon, and then you'll you'll go straight from that into the fall catalog,
2: yeah, we also have our uh Turkey calling contest at the U.S. Open World Turkey Calling Contest uh, March 5th, 6th, and 7th here at the store. But then after that, we have our fall catalog being released. Then following that will be our our annual fall festival, and that that'll be our tw- oh man, 21st, 22nd year for our fall festival. Now, Has there... anyone y'all ever been here for that?
0: No. No. And
2: there are thousands of people that'll kick off their duck season on that weekend here in August. Really? And they'll come in, and that's they, you know, we've got a lot of deals, wheeling and dealing, a lot of people staying for the season that weekend. it's a big family affair as well. We'll have, uh, gosh, we'll have Tommy Browning out back. He's shooting, doing trick shooting. We'll have um, a lot of uh, big kids on. For kids, come in yeah, doing different. Let's say jump houses and just different activities. T-shirt painting. I think at, last year at one of our events we had a uh, petting zoo.
1: Jeez, it's the same. We we'll had
2: a huge tent set up outside with sales.
1: Yeah. What, what's it called? It's a big. I know it's a big thing. What's it called? Fall festival. Fall festival. Yeah, it's always the same weekend. We used to be at the trophy. We used we done a show in Fort Worth forever, and it was always the same time. And that's why we never did yeah, do it.
0: I think that's right. Now, now, do y'all have? Is there a duck calling contest that y'all have?
1: Yeah. So, we'll have,
2: and we'll get in conjunction with R and T. They'll have two calling events, and we'll have two calling events that that same weekend
0: at the fall festival. Yes. Okay. I wonder. I know it would add stuff to your plate, but it might get more people. I wonder if you guys could do like a snow goose competi- calling competition during during the uh, same week as the hunt.
2: Hmm. You hate us, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. They don't want no more to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding stuff.
0: I'm adding stuff to your plate. Are you going to enter? No, I'm not going to enter at all. I'm just uh, listen. Do you, do you blow listen. a snow goose call? These I, these ideas are free for whoever wants them.
2: <laughs> if you enter. I'll make it happen.
0: It's not happening. It's not happening, folks. So for <laughs> It's not happening <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> it sounds like everything went really well. And when your waterfowl mag comes out, love to have you on and discuss all things new and just talk about it. You got it. You guys have a great
0: day. Anything uh,
1: you would like to close with? Go to
0: just,
1: www. For us on. And next time you're in the area, stop by. I I will if it was if it wouldn't have been a sh- that weekend, I would have.
0: If there's anything that we can do for any of y'all, y'all let us know. Uh, We appreciate y'all. Bye. Bye. All
1: right. Just for my. Told you. They were busy. I'm not going to bother people when they're busy. I told you. It's just like hunting season here. You need to stop. It's just like hunting season here. When we're busy and stuff, I don't have time for people I like to visit. And people come in to visit. And I start visiting, and then I got I didn't want to do that to him. Well, I'm a a visitor. I'm a a visitor. Okay, I am that sometimes. Should
0: have just stopped, said hello, and
1: then left. That's all you had to do. I'm not a hello and leave guy. Once I start talking, I like to visit. Oh, give me a break. All right. Anyways, uh, what else we got to talk about? That's about it. Uh, Max Prairie Wings, check them out. Been around forever, ever, ever, ever. Everybody needs to go in and stop and and see the store.
0: What's bad is you took a picture of the duck. So you were in the parking lot. I was. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but would, they were busy. I wouldn't bother people. Andy, that's called respect. Yeah. Trust me. Them people work hard putting on that stuff. Oh, I, I know they do. a lot of work. I know they do. A lot, a lot, a lot of work.
0: And it's not, like I said, it's not just two days of work. It's, it's the whole time. a year.
1: Anyways, everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care of yourself. God bless you. Peace.